Thanks for checking out the Basecamp podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you. Now, here's Pastor Zach Spector. What I want to talk about tonight in this story, in this passage, where we're at in the story in John, is that Jesus has just been ratted out. Judas has just ratted out Jesus. They took him. They took Jesus. He's before Pilate, and they're talking about whether he should be hung on the cross or whether he should be set free. Most of you may or may not know this, but Pilate actually found no guilt in Jesus at all. On multiple occasions, it says in in the story in John, it says, Pilate looked at the people and said, hey, I find no guilt in this man. Hey, I find no guilt in this man. The third time he says, I find no guilt in this man. And I know it's your custom on the day of the Passover to release one prisoner. So he asked him, hey, do you want me to release this guy? And they're like, no, crucify him. And so in this story, they obviously, most of you know, they take him up to the cross. He's laid there. He dies. Take him off the cross. What we just read is the the burial process. We just read about the burial process. I want to talk tonight about the idea of waiting. Because in this story, Jesus hangs on the cross. He dies. He's put in the tomb for how many days? For three days, Jesus is hanging out in this tomb. And all of his people, what are they doing? They're waiting. Have you ever waited for anything in your life? Have you ever waited? One of the worst things in the world is the waiting game. I recently ordered, I told this story at Elaga, I recently ordered the iPhone X. Because God is good. And I'm kidding, that's a joke. You can laugh. That You can laugh. God would be good even if I didn't get the iPhone. But, but God's good. I, I ordered the iPhone. And when I pre-ordered the iPhone, it was amazing. I was up to like 2 in the morning. I was excited. I ordered it, right? I, I knew it would be here. But then that week, it was a week. I ordered it on a Friday, and then it came the following Friday. Can I just tell you that week in the middle was painful. It's so painful. I ordered the phone, but I don't have the phone, and I'm right here in the middle just waiting and waiting and waiting. It's painful. It's painful. I remember the process of Nicole and I dating. I knew her for a year and a half. I knew I liked her for a year and a half. I knew I wanted to date her for a year and a half. And for some reason, like, I don't know, I just didn't date her yet. Someone made a sound. Who made the sound? Thank you, Andy, for the sound effects describing my internal state. I knew that I wanted to date her, and it took me a year and a half right here waiting in the waiting process before I actually asked her to date me. If you have ever waited for anything, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's what we're talking about right here in this story. It's the three days in the grave. It's those three waiting days. I think of it a lot like this. I think this is step one, phase one right here. We get the promise. I order the iPhone. I find out I like Nicole. Whatever it may be. This is side one of the promise. We don't yet have it, but we sense it. You know what I'm talking about? I don't yet have the girl, but I can sense it. I don't yet have the phone, but I can sense it. I don't yet have the job, but I can sense it. I don't yet have the dream, but I can sense it. I can sense it. I'm up here. And it feels a lot like this. When you can sense it, it, when you sense it, it feels almost like you have it. 
you're sensing, you're up here. And it feels like you're above everybody. It feels like you're flying. It feels like you're on a mountaintop, cloud nine. Oh man, it's coming. God makes you a promise. I want to tell you, a lot of times when God makes a promise, it's in private. You know why God makes promises in private? Because he wants to tell you it in secret. He doesn't want to tell you it in front of 100 people right here in base camp. The promises of God over your life are going to come when you actually spend time with God on your own. In your own bedroom, in your own closet, with your own Bible, not the Bible in the air, but your own Bible, with your own journal, and your own pen, when you're not sitting next to your best friend, but when you're all alone. He's going to take you up on a ladder. Not physically, hopefully. He's going to take you up to a place where it's just you and him. And it feels like this. A lot of times it feels like this because you're up high. It feels like you're close to God. God makes this promise. And as humans, because we live in a microwave culture and we want something like this, I put my hot pocket in the microwave. I press the one minute and 30 second button. And then as soon as that minute and 30 seconds is over, that hot pocket's hot and ready. We go to Little Caesars not because the pizza's great. We go to Little Caesars because it's hot and ready. you get what I'm saying? Hot and ready, microwave. God makes a promise. God says something. God says, I'm going to give you something. And we think that we go from here, there. And the issue with a lot of us is we think we go from this mountain to that mountain, and we're just going to take a step. And if I take a step right now, how many of you know it's going to be painful? If I turn around and take this step out here, trying to get to that ladder, thinking that it's just one step, how many of you have gone rock climbing and thought, I took our student leadership rock climbing. This is probably a year and a half ago. And, and, and we had this, this friend named Christian. And I tell him, Christian, you can't make that jump, bro. And you're under my supervision and you can't make that jump. Don't you even try it. Christian said, oh, you, you don't know me. You maybe can't make that jump, but I can make this jump. Christian tries to go and make the jump, sprains his ankle and is in terrible pain. And the hike is then over. But a lot of times in our lives when it comes to waiting and promises, we think we can just make the step. And so we land flat on our face and we think that God's not real, God's not faithful, God doesn't do what he says he's going to do because we're laying on our face right there on the floor. Okay, maybe you don't take the step. Maybe you realize, like, I can't just jump. But day goes by, day after day. And that high of the promise, that high of hearing God's voice, that high of that thing being spoken over you kind of comes down. Oh, what about summer camp? Summer camp is this, exactly. We're at summer camp. We're right up here. I love God. and He's so amazing. And I'm going to spend every day with God. This is summer camp right here, ladder number one. God promises a lot of us at summer camp that you're going to be something someday. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a preacher. You're going to be a worship leader. God promises us these things at summer camp. But then we get back home. And I'm not a preacher. And then we get back home. I'm not a worship leader. And then we get back home. Where's the promise? Where's the promise? We're not up as high as we were before. We don't feel as good. We can't sense it like we could before. We got a promise in one season, but we're kind of just slowly making our way down. 
in our demeanors changing, our attitudes changing, even our spirits changing. Our spirit in regards to God, our spirit in regards to people, and our spirit in regards to the promise is changing day by day by day. Point number one, if you're taking notes, is don't lose faith. When you're right here in the middle, waiting, the promise has been spoken, but it has not been delivered. When you're right here in the middle, point number one is don't lose faith. I wanted to write, don't lose sight. And then right in that moment, I even typed it on my notes. I even typed it into the slide, don't lose sight. And the Spirit of God just hit me and it said, it's not about sight. The enemy can take my sight. What he can't take is my faith. I don't walk by sight, I walk by faith. A lot of us get into this, this, this misconception where if we can't see it, it must not be real. I don't have to see the promise. I don't have to see it at all. It's never been about my sight. It's always been about my, my faith. I may not see this dream that God's put in my heart, but I have the faith inside of me that it will come to pass. A lot of us get stuck right here on the ground waiting and we can't see anything. There's no signs. You're not getting opportunities. People aren't treating you special. We get up here, we think that, oh man, while I'm waiting, I should be treated like royalty. I should be special. We get home from summer camp and we're treated like, like we're nothing. We get home from a mission trip. We're on a mission trip in Haiti and it's amazing and everything's so great. And then I remember my very first mission trip. I went back home to my parents' house. They weren't on that mission trip. I was right back here. Right back here. Wanting to go back to that place. Wanting to go back to that feeling. Knowing that I have to go this direction, but not quite being there yet. Don't lose faith. Don't lose faith. Faith is the foundation that we stand on while we're waiting. Faith is the foundation we stand on while we're waiting. It's the foundation. You don't want a shaky foundation while you're waiting for your promise. You want something that's sturdy. I don't want to stand on this ladder all night. I don't want to stand up here on this top part of the ladder all night preaching. Why? It's a bit shaky. I had to change a clock in the back tonight because daylight savings time ruins almost everything. Except the one in the fall, you get an extra hour of sleep. I was standing on the ladder back there, and even just standing on there for a couple of minutes, I was getting shaky. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this, but not for long. You don't want to, while you're waiting, you don't want to stand on something like this. It's shaky. You got to get your faith in the right place saying, I know who God is. I believe who God is. And my faith won't be shaken. Circumstances, situations that are going to try to come and shake your faith. Oh, you're not that good. Oh, you're not that cool. Oh, you'll never be what you think you're going to be. Oh, that thing God told you, it'll never happen. Oh, that, that dream he put in your heart, that's, that's not true. You're not good enough. You're not tall enough. You're not strong enough. You're not pretty enough. Those are the voices that attack us right here while we're waiting. And God's saying, hey, this, faith is your foundation. Point number two. Don't lose faith. Point number two is don't lose hope. Faith is belief that it will happen. We have to stand as a foundation on faith, a belief that it'll happen. Hope is not a belief that it'll happen. Hope is assurance that it will happen. Faith is, I believe it's going to happen. Assur hope is assurance. I don't need you to tell me it's going to happen. I know in my heart. I've heard the voice of God. I don't need your approval. 
I don't need your affirmation. I don't need you to come and tell me I preach good. I don't need it. It's not for you. It's for God. God put it in my heart. If God puts a dream in your heart, let him fill you with the hope to get you through the waiting. You have to allow God to give you the faith so you can stand, but you got to allow God to give you the hope. Why? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. If you don't have hope in terms of your promise, your heart's going to grow sick. You're going to lose your passion for God. You're going to lose your passion for life. You're going to lose your passion for people. Why? Because God gives you all those things. When you don't have hope, those things start to vanish. We cannot, cannot lose our hope. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says, Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Let us hold fast to the confession of hope. Hey, that thing that you're hoping for, the writer of Hebrews is saying, hey, hold fast to it. Another translation says, cling to it. Cling. There's a song by Bethel, hold on to your hope. Hold on to your hope. Don't lose that hope. You got to hold on to it like it's gold. When you're in this place right here, it's very easy for you to lose your hope, for you to lose your faith, for you to not know what's really going on, for you to get sidetracked. If you don't have hope, let me tell you today, hope will give you direction and hope will give you purpose. But if you don't have hope, you're kind of going to spin around in circles. Just not really know what to do. Point number three, don't lose faith, don't lose hope. Point number three, don't lose heart. Don't lose faith. Face the foundation. Don't lose hope. Hope's the confidence. Hope is the confidence. Faith's the foundation. Hope's the confidence. But heart is the, heart is the engine. You got to have the engine. See, you'll get stuck and you'll get stagnant if you don't have heart. You need the foundation. You need the hope. But you need the heart to keep you going. Have you ever heard it said, don't lose heart? Don't lose heart. As you're on your journey, Jesse talked about it. Tabitha, this is a journey. It is a process. You're going to fall down. You're going to lose heart. You're going to lose faith. You're going to lose hope. You're going to have seasons where you're on your face. Like this. And then you could have somebody come and stand on you. Because that's literally what it feels like sometimes. Walking with Jesus. God is saying, get back up. Don't lose heart. In Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 it says, and I am sure of this. This one looks so scary. I, it just looks like it. I'm sorry. The bars over here are big. The bars over here are small. Anyways. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, I am sure of this. Paul is writing, if you've got your Bible, circle those words. I am sure of this. What does it sound like to have hope? Being sure of this. I am sure. What is hope? Assurance. I am sure. What is hope? Assurance. I am sure. What is Paul saying? He's saying, I have hope. I have faith. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. At the day of Jesus Christ. Everything that's happening in your life will come to completion when Jesus returns. 
everything that God is doing in your life, he will bring it full circle. Don't get stuck up here. Don't jump off this ladder. Have an expectation that, hey, you're going to have to come down. It's going to happen. You can't get from here to there without coming down. Know how to handle yourself when you're down here. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. And don't lose heart. Because God himself will bring you right back up this ladder in due time. But I'm here to tell you tonight that the best part about getting to the top of this ladder is not what you'll get when you're up here. The best part about getting to the top of this ladder is what God did through you when you were right down there waiting. The best things in life aren't even what happened when you get to the destination. The best things in life are what happened along the way. The goal is the journey. That is it all right there. You know what's so great about hiking a 14er? Being able to look down and say, I just conquered that thing. You don't get a medal for climbing the 14er. You get a picture because you took it. They don't even have someone like up there taking a photo of you. You get a picture because you took the picture. You don't get a picture. You don't get a medal. You don't get a trophy. No one celebrates you. It's not the, the, the reward in climbing the 14er is being able to look down and say, that was a struggle. That was a process. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to faint. I thought I was going to pass out. But look at me now. I remember this was a few, this was probably the phone I had before this one. I remember that I didn't pre-order it because back then I was younger and kind of dumb. And I didn't pre-order it. And I thought, you know what, I'll just go to the Apple store. It won't be that busy. It's launch day. And, I mean, it was, I was kidding myself. The line wrapped around all of Park Meadows Mall. And I got in line, and I got in the line not even knowing, like, if I'll get a phone. You don't even know. You just think, like, oh, I hope I get the phone. I'm waiting in line and waiting. And I told myself in my head, I'll wait an hour. So I waited an hour. I didn't move at all. But, I, but once you've already put an hour in, you can't be like, oh, man. I, I said, you know what, I'll give it one more hour. If I haven't moved, I'm out of here. After the second hour, I hadn't moved much, but I moved a little. And I thought, man, I can't turn around now. Like, I can't get out of line now. All these people will get to go in front. Oh, I can't do it. So I stayed, and 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 I stayed. And nine and a half hours later, I am at the front of the Apple store. The waiting game. Right there. Nine and a half hours of it. Nine and a half hours. I get into, I'm driving to Park Meadows. I'm right up here. I'm like, yes, this is going to be great. No one's going to be at the Apple store. It's going to be amazing. And then I get to the Apple store. And I realize there's a thousand people outside. And I'm waiting right here. Nine and a half hours. Should I give up? Should I turn around? Should I pull myself out of line? Am I stupid? This is frustrating. I'm angry. Hungry, thirsty, tired, worn out, I want to quit, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I get to the front of the line, and I'm climbing. And I think that what lies right up here is this shiny new iPhone. But what I realized when I got up here 
was not at all the shiny new iPhone. What was up here, when I got here, was a bunch of new friendships that I had met and made right down there, nine and a half hours. There's these guys in their 60s, maybe their 70s. I think they were retired. They must have had a ton of money. And they were just sitting there chatting. I was like 17, 18 years old. They just invited me into their conversation, made me feel like a, their son. Nine and a half hours, it wasn't even about the iPhone by the time I got there. It was all about what happened right down there. It was all about the friendships. I thought he was going to buy my iPhone. He didn't. But, I mean, that's how close we got over nine and a half. Nine and a half hours sitting out there with nothing to do, you become friends real quick. Nine and a half hours. It's like, so what are you here for? An iPhone, what are you here for? An iPhone, you know, like, not a lot of small talk that can happen. You know, so it's just, we started talking and chatting. And I made so many friends. I had an, an experience. The phone wasn't even all that. It never is. It's all about the journey to get there. In your life, I don't know what it is you're waiting on. I don't know what you think it's going to be like when you get there. But I want to tell you tonight that the joy is in the journey. The waiting game is the best game. The waiting game is the best game. The process, the perseverance, the faith it takes to keep going, that's the gold. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Don't lose heart. We all are right here. Encourage one another. Elliot, you got this, man. You can do it. The thing God promised, that's what church is about anyways. Youth group's not about, like, this country club or this, like, social gathering or this, like, I don't even know. Church is all about just coming here, coming to base camp and saying to other teenagers, Angel, you got this. Yeah, I know you've been through some stuff, but you got this. Do you not know who God is? Do you not know what he's promised you? I was joking with the angel just the other day. He, was, he came to youth. Very first time I remember, Catalyst. We used to do this prayer meeting. And, and he was so little. He was so shy. We go to Starbucks for the, the drink. And he's sitting in a leather chair. Little angel. Little. Thin. Real thin. I mean, I could have tossed him like a football. And he just goes and he sits in a leather chair. Just all by himself. I was like, who is this kid? I went up and talked to the kid. And I knew, man, God's got something in store for your life. And so now what, three, four years later, I'm able to stand right here and say, God's got something for your life. You can't disqualify yourself from what God has for you. He's going to use it. It's part of the journey. It's the waiting game. You're right here. You may not be right here yet. You're right here. But I'm here to remind you and encourage you tonight as your pastor that God is bringing you there. Somebody needs to hear it tonight that God is, he's bringing you there. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't lose heart. Don't lose faith. God's bringing you there. We need to come to these spaces and encourage one another. Say, hey, Sean, God's bringing you there. Noah, God's bringing you there, man. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't get stuck in this place. Don't let this place become concrete. It wants to be concrete and just hold you. Don't let it. Keep moving. Just keep going. Because God's got something in store for your life. Amen? Jesus, we're so thankful.
that in life, you don't, we're not entitled. We don't get to go from one mountain to the other. We don't get to go from promise to provision. We got to walk through this in between. We got we to go through the waiting game. I pray that as we're in the waiting game, we wouldn't lose faith. We wouldn't lose hope and we wouldn't lose heart. I pray as young people, we would encourage one another. Just will we stop giving these surface level compliments and will we actually look at somebody in their face and say, hey, you can do it. Hey, I won't give up on you. Hey, the best is yet to come. Hey, he who promises faithful. Hey, he who started a good work will see it through to completion. Will we be those kinds of people? Help us while we're in between. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our base camp community aims to take young people onward and upward in their walk with Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at basecampsm.com or follow us on any social media platform at basecamp underscore sm. Have a great rest of your day.